welcome. You're listening to On The Slyre. Holden, how are we doing? Good, mate. Fresh trim. Got the beers in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, all good. All good. Good to be back, actually. We've had a couple of uh, little moans about our lack of activity, which is completely fair, completely cool for. But we are back now and we're hoping yeah. to get these out, you know. Don't get on us. Don't get on our backs every week, but we'll try and do what we can every week, every two weeks. You know. Yeah. Busy with a bit like a, with a, with, with your star player who's got a little bit injury prone, and he can get on the pitch, but he can't do three games a week. You need to get his minutes. Clever, be clever with them where you can get them. Correct. And um, what have you got in your hand there? A little tipple. I've got a little uh, bottle of Asahi, uh, the dry lager. Um, but then I'm then I'm dropping down to a little can of Amstel straight after. That's me. Uh, oh, I thought you had two dog. on the go there. That's you. You yeah. got your nose one lined up. That's yeah, fine. I got it lined off. What about are you? Having a little? Are you having a swifty? I can't. So, so I've just got back from a little blood donation, and I'm not allowed to booze afterwards. I'm not sure how strict that it was, but I, so, as in, I don't think I'm going to die if I drink. But yeah. I just feel a little bit like headed afterwards. So you know, you've got to be sensible. Got to look after yourself, guys. Yeah, George. You know George, you know I'm like that with like. Um, do you know if you'd have like now obviously I, I'm not a fucking medical expert, so definitely listen to the advice. But you know, like when you've had paracetamol and you go, Oh, don't drink with that, and you go, Oh, I won't, or you go and give blood, yeah. you go, Oh, don't drink after that. I reckon if you had ten pints, you'd go, definitely don't have an eleventh. But we yeah. but do you know what I mean? But you go, Well, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah obviously. So but <laughs> I just yeah, I don't want to risk it. I, uh to be honest, mate, I go to this bloody it was more I don't wanna I shouldn't say this, but it almost felt more hassle than it's worth, this bloody blood blood donation. I was in there, right? I was sitting in the waiting room and I've got to wait like there's a massive queue of people fighting. All these people had an appointment after me. I've had to wait half an hour to be called up. I went up and I was like, All these people have got an appointment after me. Oh sorry, sorry. I don't know what I don't know what happened, but they fucked it up. So I was like, whatever. And then um I was I haven't done it for like a while. So I was a bit kind of apprehensive and I'm sitting there like, and as, it, as it's going on, I'm kind of like rubbing my head and I can feel yeah, like, yeah, at me, yeah. like as if like, who's this fucking noob? And then um, afterwards they came over, gave me like this special card and it said like, can you stay here for 15 minutes after you finished or whatever? And I was looking around, no one else has got this fucking card. And I would have stayed had you not held me up half an hour. So anyway, the moral of the story is, it's <laughs> great to give blood, you're saving lives, but do they really need it when there's that many people donating blood? <laughs> and it's taken me about an hour and a half to get out. But no, I shouldn't say that, yeah. We've, come at, we've started this with two bad messages, bad drinking habits and don't give blood. Yeah. So. Is it worth it when you can't have a beer that night? <laughs> no. But given I've got given a little fucking special card, um, <laughs> I'm not taking the risk. What have you been up to anyway, apart from listening to me talking about blood donations? Yeah, um, on a, I had a bit of a mad one on Sunday. We had to play a game up in Crawley, which is far away as it sounds. Um, and our fucking goalkeeper broke his leg. Um, and it was like How a bad one. It was like one of them ones there. And then where it was like, ooh, uh, that's, that's a bad one. Uh, Big fat Andy so Carroll to... comes steaming into a challenge. and just Yeah, and it was, it was one of the uh, one of the lads. It was just 50-50. Like, f- the lad didn't mean to do it, but just caught his leg. And um, yeah. I, I had to call an ambulance. And oh, it was fuck a fucking two-hour wait. Um, oh, and Again, do you know what? Just to get for the hat-trick to put the boot in on the health service. Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> The, when I remember when Joey, my mate, broke his leg, and it was like, I am my mate's broke his leg. Is he breathing? Yeah, right, stay with him. We'll be on the way. And this one, once is your whole fucking life story? Like, what's his favourite colour? There's like this whole questionnaire you have to do. Like, has oh. he, he had blood in his stool the past two days? I was like, I tell you what, 
I, I've just watched him playing 90 minutes of football. He's fit. I've oh, just God. watched him break his fucking leg, send an ambulance. Uh, but there was just like a whole questionnaire we had to go through. And I was just like, I don't know. Yeah, being like broken this. his leg if he didn't yeah. hear. If he didn't hear yeah, me, I can clearly tell yeah. he's snapped his leg in half. Come. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's going to die. Yeah, come now. Please come. And at the end of the questionnaire, they go, So we do aim to get there within two hours. And I was just like, Oh, oh is this what the conservatives have done to us? They just buy in time, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you can't blame you can't blame the people that are coming and trying. No, not you. the lads' fault. That's all. No. Um, yeah. So I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I guess for me, I've invested in AirPods after our recent discussion, yes. and we've got we've got to talk about this for a little bit because on the previous pod, you we, one of our opening questions I think was about AirPods and. You'd had them, and I said I didn't want to spend that much money on a pair of headphones that I could potentially lose. But I managed to get some through a little phone contract. I'm obviously too Ooh. tight to pay the full 150 quid or whatever up front, so I'll pay it sure. six pounds a month <laughs> for two years. Thanks <laughs> um, a month, mate. It, honestly, I was texting you, and I've said this to a couple of people. So um, yeah, apologies if you've heard this already, but it feels like you're in the future, doesn't it? Like you're Game sitting change, there yeah. and spinning around and you. Death chair, like I'm in a fucking spaceship, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> they are the absolute business, and you yeah. fucked me because I I had a pair of AirPods and I went to a fussy game, lost them, and I've been without. And I've been trying to convince myself, oh, the wire's fine. And, like trying to do the washing up, can't do it. Trying to do the hoovering in a pair of shorts, can't do it. Getting the wire caught on door handles, and then you sent me a video of you walking with them, and I thought that's fucking uh, it. <laughs> uh, and I stepped up and got the the uh, pro ones uh, now. Obviously, other brands are available, but these pro ones are fucking mad. You can do this Talk thing. Talk me through really the best. difference. Is it like HD sound or the sound, fitting your ear better? Do you know what? Fitting your ear better. The sound, if I'm being brutally honest, I haven't noticed too much of a difference between the sound because the AirPods, the good, the great anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. But they do this thing. They've got this noise cancellation feature on them where oh, I can tap this. this, yeah, and I can't hear anything. Like, like... Before yeah. the kettle was on in the same room, and I pressed it, and I couldn't hear the kettle going. Like you sort of can hear vague things, but do if you walk around outside, it's mad. You feel like you're in a bubble. Uh, like obviously, it's probably a bit a dangerous, but yeah. Yeah, you can be proper. You can be get proper immersed, and then you can tap it. And it does like a microphone, so you can hear. You can hear outside. Outside, if someone starts talking oh, really? to you, yeah, yeah. That's it. That now that feels techy, well futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. That's getting a bit too much, but I'm only yeah. on a very basic level, level one AirPods myself. But um, yeah, do, I had yeah. to share it. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, and we're going to come into, we're going to come onto this in some more detail later, is the Euros. Obviously, we don't have long to go now. I think it's about three weeks until the first game. It's going to three weeks, absolutely... is it? Shit. Hey, I, well, I think it's yeah. The first game, I think, is on the 10th or 11th of June. Oh so by the time God. this goes out, it will be pretty much three weeks to the day, um, and. I had bought a load of Euros tickets for the games. So I had all oh. the England game, group games <laughs> and I had uh, the semi-final as well. And obviously oh. with the reduced capacity, UEFA have absolutely ratted it. But it looks at this stage, at the time of recording, it's currently unclear because I haven't received a confirmation email. But yeah. the England-Croatia game tickets are still in my account and haven't been refunded and cancelled, which I think means that we're good to go on the England Croatia. Yeah. I think I've got them. So I'm absolutely buzzing about that if I have got them. 
Um, so I just wanted to kind of get it, give everyone a little bit of a uh, get in the get in the mood for the Euros. The summer's coming, despite it pissing down every day. Obviously, we've got the last day of the Prem weekend coming up this weekend, but then we're going to move swiftly into international football territory. And that is not for everyone. You're all very much a club over country man, aren't you, Holden? I am, Mason. Do you know what? That semi-final wouldn't bother too much. Worry about that because he hasn't got the best right back in the world in the squad even. So, don't worry. <laughs> so we're going to come on to a bit more about um, the Euros a bit later on. We've got a couple of new features. One of them is in a competition format, similar to the Biscuit World Cup, but doesn't involve biscuits <laughs> and actually involves a very Euro-themed, um, Euro-themed kind of thing. Your own thing. Yeah. I'll go with you're going to like this one. This is good. You're going to love it. Um, and then we've got another one that's kind of like looking at the teams in a bit more depth, but some of the less glamorous teams. So we're starting with the, the shittiest team in the competition. So we'll come on to that in a bit more detail later. But before we get on to any of that, we have to come back to our more regular features. What have you been watching, Holden? Um, I, I don't know how much in detail I can go on this, but I'll, I'm serious. Oh, mate, everyone's just seen it because we've it, spoken yeah. about it for the last, like, every podcast for the last six months. <laughs> yeah, there you go, exactly. So, Line of Duty, I finally bit the bullet and watched it. Um, and in case you haven't missed it, I won't say anything, but my, my main takeaway is fucking Steve Arnott loves Goose and Witnesses. Like, that's my main takeaway, really. That fella <laughs> loves Goose and a Witness. Uh, your man Ted like saying phrases, Hastings saying phrases that no one knows what they fucking mean. Like, do you think I came out, uh, came from a bubble up the Lanark and like being on about that? Uh, and yeah, it's very, very suspense driven and good. It's it, yeah. So Have you finished it now? No, I'm I'm only on series five. That's the next one, so I don't know the big the big reveal or whatever. Okay, so, the big reveal, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I won't. I'll spare you the details on that. And I'm guessing a lot of people that are listening have already seen it. But um, yeah, very good. Good one to get into if you haven't watched it. And I guess what I've been watching, I want to give a shout out to is Your Honor on Sky. Mate, it is unreal. Like, unreal. There's only one series of it. And it's Brian Cranston, who is just an incredible actor, obviously, in oh, Breaking yeah. Bad, isn't he? And, yeah, uh, I know actually, what you mean, Me and Ellis went to see a, film, uh, a play with him in it called Network. Oh. Like going to the theatre. And... Plays yeah. in particular, I do really enjoy when there's like a good plot. Yeah, but yeah. seeing an actual like a a list actor, which is basically wow. what he is, like acting live, yeah. is just incredible, mate. Like I've seen some other like we went to see a play with Jim Broadbent in it, and he was he was really good. Um, yeah, but Brian really Cranston was just like head and shoulders above anything I've seen in terms of like wow. live performing on a stage. So, um, but yeah, anyway, the Your Honor, he he um, directed it. It's basically quick rundown. It's a it's a judge. And his son gets involved in a car accident and kills someone. And then it's like, oh, yeah. it yeah. puts um, Brian Cranston kind of like through the paces because he gets all wrapped up in like a big revenge act from the person that he killed his family. And like, they're trying to find out who it was. And he's basically like, he's a judge as well. So he's like really testing his morality. And it's so yeah. clever the way that they because of suspense like you you'll end up putting yourself in his shoes even though it's like yeah. so despicable do you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> what you do thing, and it is so well written and do you know what i mean it's unreal <laughs> Lad, it's like you're describing breaking bad but the races have gone how do you do breaking bad without making it breaking bad a character at this forefront of it who's gradually his morals are wearing down and he's doing oh yeah but and the suspense <laughs> it is it is really really good so i'll definitely yeah. that sky atlantic 
so yeah, that's it. We've been watching tweets in. If you've been watching anything, you want to give a shout out at FM on Twitter, man. Um, opening question. Hold on, what's the opening question this week? Uh, we've gone for uh, what is what's the first restaurant you're going to visit? Well, so I have to um, confess that this is Tuesday, the 18th of May, when we're recording this, and Monday, the 17th of May, was the first day when restaurants were allowed to reopen inside, and. I went for a curry on Monday, the seventeenth of May, and it that was booked in, is it? Yeah. Well, wow. I, I, no, it's probably just more of a sad reflection on me and Ellis, really, and Treaders. I know he's listening. Yeah. So we booked that in, and just thought, yeah, I need like pints of Cobra, freshly <laughs> pulled pints of Cobra, because you don't go to the pub. Like the pubs have been open now for a little while. Everyone's used their pint. Yeah. You don't get a pint of Cobra in a pub, do you? No, no, it's very rare. That's on, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, and I'm just like, you know, you can get a curry as a takeaway. It's not the same as going in there, getting poppadoms, getting like no. weighted on hand and fur. They bring the curry out on the bloody hot plate. Oh, mate, it was, it was so good. Um, was but I wanted to also run this past you because I feel like between me and Ellis, we've, we, we go through phases with curry, but usually what we'll do is share something. And we've kind of, last night, I went back to something that we used to order. And I don't think it can be beaten. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me involved in this. Yeah. So what we get is um, pilau rice and a naan to share. And I dominate the rice and she has most of the naan. Right. Usually yes. I might get another rice if I'm feeling greedy. I do eat quite a lot of rice. Then lamb madras and a king prawn patia. And I feel like that balance there, Ooh. like the patia gives you a little bit of sweet, but also spice. And the madras obviously can blow your head off but yeah. is also like delicious. And I don't think that like, as a combo, if you're sharing with your, with your partner or whoever else, I don't think that can be beaten. Do, do you know what? I, I, so I, I'd heard about the lamb madras, the king prawn. How do you pronounce that? Pa- patia? Patia, yeah. Oh, yeah. you never had one? No, never, never fucking heard of it. Yeah. Have you had a dance um, sack? Do you know what? I remember when I went to uni with you and you went, uh, we'll get a sack of loo. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Sounds like a station in London. Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, and I was I, like, so you are a touch Sagaloo of class. on the Jubilee you, line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are a touch of class with your, uh, with your Indian sauce. So I'm very like uh, 4-4-2 maybe with the Cuddies. Like, yeah, right. Is it Corman? Is it Tika? Is it, I might what what do you get? Do you, get you don't still get a Corman, do you? No, I don't. I've grew I up remember you now. used to get the jars of Corman, didn't you? You, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you used to have a go on them and it's just, yeah. I did like a Corman, but do you know what? <laughs> I, start, I, I like spicy food as I've got older and... I would, I, I, we we do a, um, oh, what's it called? Not a fucking John Donny hash, hash that's made up of Gavin and Stacey. Do the one, um, fuck. No, that does that's actually a, exist, I think. Yeah. Are you thinking of a, um, oh, you're thinking of a bloody lamb, kind of tomato one. Lamb Rogan Josh. Yeah, no, not Rogan Josh. I've forgotten <laughs> what it's called, but the I, I have. When I, when I lived in Manchester, she had a great curry there. I remember I would go Madras and you'd catch one Madras and go, bloody hell, yeah. love you, that bit off, but nice. And you'll catch another one and you'll go, oh my fucking God, get me to A&E. This is too yeah. hot to handle. And, and that variation in the Madras has actually put me off recently. But when you mentioned it the other day, I thought, fucking hell, I would smash. When you get a good Madras, I don't actually think it can be beaten. But as you say, like yeah. sometimes I'll have them and they're too mild for me personally. And other times, yeah. like you say, they're almost put you in hospital. Yeah. So it is a hard one. Um, they do vary a lot, but when you get a good one, and I had a bloody good one the other night, it's hard to beat. 
So that, for me, you get lamb address to King Paul Pratia, they just complement each other perfectly. Both quite spicy, but one of them's a bit sweet, one of them's just poof. I'm going to order that. I'm going to back you on your curries, lad. I'm going to order that next time. Yeah, do it, share her. And then, obviously, on the side, you could do what you want. You've got a Sagaloo, Takadal, um, traffic, what else we had last night? Alu Gobi, which is like potato and, yeah. and uh, cauliflower. Yeah, I've heard of that. Oh, that's a classy one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very nice, mate. So, yeah. You're vegan then, yeah. That's what I've that that's my restaurant. I've already done it. So what 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 you, what have you got planned? I guess. Um, I've just funnily enough, I've just tried to book one before this pod for me and Rosie, and we called up and he said that like, you can't do reservations, just walk in. Uh, it's called oh, Goman. It's a uh, like a ramen bar in Brighton. So Ooh. like the sort of soupy noodle Japanese or Vietnamese noodles. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, and I've heard that's good. I've got a mate who, I've, I've got a Brighton mate who I get re- recommendations off and you're like my, my rest of the South recommender. Um, and yeah, <laughs> he, he said it's good. And like, I, I think like the, even though it's a ramen bar, it might be a different place, but he's, apparently like you sort of see them doing it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Ramen is actually banging when you get a good one as well. <sighs> All right. Tweet us in at Sly FM with what your plans are for restaurants. I think for me, it's been like, obviously the pub being reopened has been massive, but yeah. sitting outside in the pissing rain, it gets a bit boring. For me, this is yeah, like, I've been waiting for this for a while and I'm going to be eating out a lot, I'm telling you that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wish you'd be made up with that. Joke of the week, Tad. I met a Dutch girl with inflatable shoes last week. I rang her up to arrange a date, but unfortunately she popped her clogs. <laughs> very good do you know what that, yeah keep them coming yeah very like good, that, yeah. not Boom. too offensive as well I like that you, you, normally whenever whenever it's like kind of straddling the offensive line I just cut you we, we do a post edit uh, well, yeah. that's the right level of uh, not too offensive I that's like a, it that's a take one isn't it like that yeah, that's, that's the first joke I've read out and it's staying because it's not offending <laughs> anyone mm-hmm. Apart from Dutch people, I don't think we've got a big Dutch contingent listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fine. If you don't know them, it's fine. Apparently. Tweet in at Fan with your jokes. If you want one read out, look, you can beat that. Okay. We have got our new feature now. I almost want the um, dun, 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 music here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we spoke earlier about the Euros and how excited we are, particularly how excited I am. Because I know that Holden's a bit of a scale, not English or whatever. But we'll put that to one side for the, for the <laughs> second. So our new feature is what is the best England song of all time? So to qualify for this, it has to be an actual song released in advance of a major international competition for England. So we don't want things like, I don't know, Seven Nation Army. Do you know what I mean? Things like... Yeah, right, okay, yeah. They're great football songs, but it's not an England tournament song. So we're going to put some songs head-to-head each week now for the next four weeks. And we're going to find out, with the help of Sly listeners, what is the best England song ever. So first of all, we've got potentially the favourite of the whole tournament going in here in round one in the first yeah. heat and that is three lions the original version so obviously with three lions you do have the re-release in 98 and there's rumors that that may or may not be in the competition we're not sure yet we have to wait and see but for this yeah. one this is the original three lions song and what is that going up against holden 
it's going up. It's sort of had like um, it, it's well seeded, so it's come against a team you'd expect it to yeah. be, but you never know. Could just catch them on a bad day. Uh, so it's on the ball, the Hatton deck. Um, uh, so what, what I would say yeah. about that one is you might go, Ugh, but then it's very, very um, kind of uh, iconic. There. It's Scozy Gerard. Fucking, I've forgotten all yeah. the players. Uh, to Rio, Rio to Scozy, Scozy Gerard. Yeah, Gerard to Pesky to Owen. It's a goal. <laughs> We're yeah, on the ball. We're on the ball. It's it's that song is all about that, isn't it? I couldn't tell you what Alan Deck say before that bit. I'll yeah, we're God, on the ball. No. Yeah. yeah, it's only just begun. The land of the rising sun, or whatever, isn't it? So yeah, there's you know OS. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they say actually. Just know all the words. <laughs> we're on the ball. Da, 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 da. So that is that is that up against three lions. Now, can we just talk about three lions for a second? Even if you're not a massive England fan, I just don't believe anyone that says that the first time they listened. To Three lines. Either it could even be like the day of an game, or just before the the international tournament starts. I'm just not having that. You don't get goosebumps when you hear it. It's yeah, one of those it's like quality, yeah. it comes on that first time. Whether you're on your own listening to it in your headphones or you're in a bar or whatever, it's like hairs on the back of my neck stand up, thinking, "Oh my god, we're gonna fucking bring it home." Yeah, it's everything that probably every other country hates about England as well, isn't it? Yeah. I um, it's mad when I was younger before they had before you got that critical brain where you realise we're a horrible, nasty little island. No, <laughs> um, you think, oh, this is lovely. And for me, I am proper corporatine. I mean, I'm I'm not a scouser, so people people on the on the world where I'm be. from, yeah, I just want to be. I wish I was. Yeah. Um, but pe- people do celebrate and enjoy England. I I kind of got a bit disenfranchised with it because of. Uh, with the club, with supporting Liverpool, and there is a bit of an identity that goes with supporting Liverpool where you're not really meant to like England. However, whenever it comes round, I get like England curious and depending on who I'm with, <laughs> I suddenly like rekindle this thing when I was a kid where I wanted England to win. Um, so if I'm like with people who really like England and the people that I love and care about, I'm like, do you know what? I want England to win for them and therefore I probably <laughs> I want them to win anyway. Whereas if I was just like watching it with a load of maths of it, or when I'm on my own, I'm like, don't give a shit. About these, but in Brighton, loads of there's like loads of nice lads who are hanging around with want England to win. So you probably will see me with St George's flags on my face, going, "Yes, come on!" Uh, <laughs> listening to Three Lions. So there you go. I, I've got but not no out of choice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, the the Three Lions for me, um, it's it's the best for me. I'm going to throw that out there. But there are other ones that, that are going to come close. You're going to see it in the next few weeks. And for some people, we're on the ball might be up there. So we're going to put a poll out there on the um, on the old Instagram and Twitter. And we're going to put these two head to head in the first round to see which one comes through. Um, obviously, tweet us in at FlyFM with your opinions. I just think three lions, like you actually hear that. And, and to be honest, I've got to just say before we move on from this, that when I went to... Um, I actually went to England, Croatia in the, in the fucking Nations League thing. So shout out to Tommy if he's listening for sorting us out for tickets for that. But um, it was the only time I've been to an England game. I've been to a lot of England games. It was the only time I've been to an England game and they played three lines through the speakers after the game. I can't remember any other game where they've done that um, at Wembley. And they, ga- they gave everyone flags and everyone was like waving the flags and three lines came on and we just beat Croatia 
um, in the last minute to win the Nations League. And even though the, late, the Nations League like means nothing, that is honestly one of the best atmospheres I've ever been at because it's like the 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 sense of like unity and pride even though it didn't actually like we didn't actually win anything of note it was just like the way that that song as well like everything that that song kind of means it was yeah. fucking unreal to be honest yeah and i'm just it thinking yeah. now like if when hopefully my croatia tickets stand um if we do go to the croatia game and we beat them that's going to be one hell of a sesh yeah, lad. Do you know what? I need to call up for some of the games, you know? With your, Mate, you have uh, to be in London as well. Like, I know it goes off everywhere and it's great being like around your mates and like being in your hometown and being wherever you live and stuff in your local. Like, Don't get me wrong. There's no right way to do England games. But I feel like for one game, at least, you have to be like in London when England win. Because the, I really? like when we beat Colombia in the World Cup, it was it seems like I've never I've never seen ever before and never seen since. We're like coming out of this pub and there's like cars like in the middle of central London going over Tower Bridge, like windows down, bibbing their horns. Like at one point we're outside a pub jumping up and down arm in arm with policemen. Like when would that ever happen? Ever? Like we've got like we walk along with this group of other like massive lads who we like would never like dream of going up and speaking to and everyone's in, in each other's arms like all over each other and for that reason um i think that it, for me personally you can't beat watching england and england winning international football oh, no, that sounds lovely lad. that sounds really nice and and i think just a, fi- a final thing that i'll say about the three lines thing is like for me do you know like uh liverpool's equivalence is like you'll never walk alone yeah yeah, I always yeah. Feel like for me it's that emotional and like strikes such a chord like i can't listen to it just for like a laugh or when i'm on my own or when, when it's yeah, the middle yeah, of the day yeah, yeah. and someone puts it on i'm almost like fuck off playing that because if yeah. you save it for the for the moments because there's no better like song to sort of how you feel three lions in and around the england games as that same thing of going wow this feels massive and it's like complete i'm all in now um, yeah. yeah it's great so there there you go Twitch and Nance Life Fam and vote on Instagram poll will be live yeah alright we're going to move on to some football now before we go into some more detail about the Euros we're going to talk about the Prem and the FA Cup so yeah. I just want to first of all shout out Leicester City for winning the FA Cup and I hate yeah. VAR and like if I was a Chelsea fan I would absolutely hate what happened with that decision, but I'm not a Chelsea fan, and it was unreal. <laughs> yeah, do you know, mate? Like, what what a, what a crazy season this is. And to be honest, the two things we're going to speak about is like Leicester winning the FA Cup, yeah, and Madden. Do you know, I was made up for Rodgers, you know. I, I wanted Leicester to win. Yeah, that. me too. Just, um, just yeah, they were they were only in the Championship like a few years ago, and now they've. Won the FA Cup, won the Premier League. They've got a decent manager, and they don't, even if they don't get top four this season, which they probably should, um, that's massive for them. Winning that, all their fans will be pleased with that. What job he's done as well? Like no yeah. one gave them. Like obviously they're a decent side, but no one genuinely thought that they would they'd be where they are in the league, and they've actually won a trophy as well, the FA Cup to go with that. Yeah, he can put that to bed now. He's got. He's got. He's uh, got a. It's got silverware, so no one can ever say, oh, Rodgers, you yeah, know. People have to start taking him seriously because even yeah. like what he achieved at Celtic was incredible, but 
is Celtic in the Scottish League. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're going to yeah. win the league and they're going to win everything. Exactly. Kind of thing. Whereas Fair now they can't take that away from him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and like the owner being on the pitch and all that story around. Yeah. Fucking his dad fucking dying in the helicopter and. Yeah. And, do you know what? it's mad? I don't mean this in a, I don't even mean this in a funny way, but it's mad how like uh, like you've got United where they had that thing with the car crash and then like Liverpool that thing around uh, Hillsborough. It's it's almost like um like clubs that can like come out the other side of a tragedy. Just seems like it seems like football. It almost transcends football. It feels like there's a like a fucking thing around the yeah. club. Uh, I I don't mean I'm not articulating well. I don't mean like oh you know and if you want to be a good club you need a good tragedy. I don't mean that. No, but I know just, what you mean. It can you know like, I mean? bring it can bring people together that wouldn't otherwise be. But I think yeah, that exactly. Leicester already had that with their owners anyway. Like mm. with that V hire, they, they always kind of had a special bond with him. I think just from where like he took them from basically yeah. League One team, like you say, to all the way up. So yeah, yeah, it's just quite incredible, really. What what those owners and his son is continuing to do really and you would never see any other club do that like Casper Schmeichel going and getting like could you imagine Martin Noble going and get, getting David Gold and David Sullivan on the pitch if we actually ever won anything like, <laughs> you should probably or, still want to fill them in yeah exactly or like Gordon <laughs> Henderson even doing it with the FSG or whatever yeah like, yeah you know what yeah, I mean? the, it just mm, wouldn't happen would it yeah so um, yeah it was quite special and then the, just quickly the VAR thing was I mean I it was offside and I guess the good thing is that had VAR not been there, then actually technically that would have been a goal that could have potentially decided who won the FA Cup for the yeah. like, and been wrong. So it's kind of good that they disallowed it. But yeah. I just think like those players, like they went absolutely oh. mental and rightly so. They just basically oh. saved the FA Cup, potentially could have won it in the last minute. Absolute scenes. And then they've had that robbed from them. I just think... You can't start taking those moments out of football because yeah. it's just what everyone lives for. And like, yeah, it's funny when you be like, realize it's just ruining it a bit, isn't it? Yeah, I I think that it does that with the uh, the VAR. Like, there is there is an element of never re- like the hundred percent release feels a little bit like sort of seventy five because you. You, before you, yeah. you don't want to end up with that on your face so you have a little look and you delay the response but as soon as you've delayed it you already can't quite get up to where you were um, yeah I don't know how if you can ever get around it because at the, the end of the day the bottom line is they did actually get the decision right because of VAR so I'm not sure if we'll ever get around it no now. no so yeah that's what I wanted to talk about in football really and then you wanted to give a shout out to your man Alison didn't you yeah just a quick one uh, like uh, it's, it's probably been done to death like everyone's talking about it but I remember particularly Jim, <laughs> didn't matter what game, he sort of put like football partisanship to one side. Any game, if a goalkeeper went up, I just saw him get so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and we all get excited when the goalie comes up. And the fact that he actually came up it. and bulleted the header in and won it in the last minute is fucking wild. And yeah, it was a bloody good header, wasn't it? Yeah, and do you know what? Like, Not in like a dead, like that could genuinely be the difference between Liverpool getting Champions League next season. And after the know, season he's mad. had with his... Yeah, like with his dad fucking dying in Brazil and then not being able to go home with his dad's funeral and that. Like, I'm just thinking, poor, like, what a mad season that fella's had. So, yeah, I was made up for him. And what a mad thing for a goalie to score. It's not just any old goal either, is it? It's like a potentially season-defining goal. So, it's like yeah. absolute scenes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just to show um, you all able to hang around. Yeah. Okay. Final feature we've got, which is a new one. Um, we're going to... Depending on the 
on preview in the Euro teams in the Euro. So we thought we'd start at the bottom with the worst team in the Euros, and we're going to talk about Scotland. So to be fair, kind of all banter aside, I was in a shower the other day thinking about our group, and it's actually a very difficult group when you think about Czech Republic and Croatia. And then I thought, do you know what? Like, I'm not scared of Scotland. We'll fucking smash Scotland, but. Fair play to them for getting here, first of all. So I don't think that they've qualified for a major international competition since, like, potentially 96. Um, Fucking hell, yeah. But I was thinking about their team the other day, and it's actually like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about them beating us, but if you look at their team, I was thinking, like, John McGinn is actually quite a decent player. Like, I wouldn't get near England team, but he's actually quite good, like, Premier League yeah, quality player. Um, then you've got, like... Scott McTominay is actually a regular starter for Man United. I don't think yeah, Scotland have ever had source. a regular starter for Man United in their team. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then up top, I think they've got like Shay Adams. He's decent. Like, I guess he's Southampton's team. Like, Ryan Fraser, I don't rate, but he's not bad. Like, we're not talking League One quality players here. We're talking like Premier League or like yeah, yeah, you know, lower end of Premier League. But usually they've got nothing. Whereas I think like they've actually got some good players this tournament. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? Because every group there's a team who does bits and just just with like the weight of the nation behind them and that camaraderie. I wouldn't be surprised if that in this Euros have they got a set, like best loser situation going on, or is that just in the World Cup? Yeah, so but I think like the best the best third place teams from each group. And to be honest, like we could even fall into that category on based on this <laughs> group because I think Czech Republic and Croatia are very decent. But from yeah. Scotland perspective, like. You would you could you wouldn't be that surprised if they nicked a point against Croatia and like yeah. turned over Czech Republic. Like if you look at the two teams on paper, and obviously Czech Republic have got the two West Ham boys who have had a great season in Prem, and like outside of that, you're looking at Czech league versus kind of a low a lower Premier League quality standard. Yeah, exactly. Team. So I mean, I I think you can't always you know international football is not always or hardly ever actually the best team on paper always wins, but if they can, yeah, like Czech Republic are probably better than what they are on paper, but if, I don't know. Could Scotland pull a run together? Do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Just just like some of the winners that they've got in there as well. My winners, I mean, Andy Robertson. Um, like, the, yeah, I think they will be there not to make the numbers up. They might be aware that this is the best chance they've got to ever be in a tournament again for, you know, God knows how long. Um and I expect them yeah. to have a stab at it. And they don't need any more motivation to try and fucking beat England. Like, that'll probably... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at Wembley as well. Like, they will be... That is the biggest game of their lives for so many yeah, reasons. It, no, it just... is. It's literally the biggest game of their lives they will ever play. You could argue even for, like, fucking Andy Robertson. Do you know, for him as a Scot- Scottish fella, like, that's massive. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you know... you. You, as a player, if you're good enough, you could play in another Champions League final again. Whereas if, as a Scotsman, you probably potentially won't ever play in another major to- international competition again, let alone play against England, your biggest rivals. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like, it's almost like they'll feel like it's destiny. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, like, as a proud Englishman, I think we're going to absolutely batter them. But... I want to do this, like, you know, as, as the weeks go on, we kind of talk about some kind of, like, lower-level teams. I'm just interested to see what people think, really. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if... It's all on that first game for them, playing Czech Republic. If they can nick a point against Czech Republic, 
then I think the momentum they carry into the England game for a Friday night game at Wembley, I don't think that they'll get a result. But if they can make it not embarrassing going into Croatia and have a chance at getting third place, then, you know, you never know. Like the way the draw works, I think you actually end up getting an easier draw in our group if you finish third and go through than you do if you win. Because otherwise you're, yeah. you end up playing like France and Germany and uh, Portugal or whatever it is, France, Belgium and Portugal's group, which is a lot yeah. harder than like the other draw if you come third. Looking at the other, other people that got on paper as well. So you've got Armstrong, who I think is Premier League. I can't think who though. Stuart Armstrong. Oh, um, he's uh, Southampton as well, is he? No. I don't know if that's yeah. a different Armstrong. Yeah, and you've got <laughs> John Fleck, chef you, isn't he? Yeah, oh, the grok. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's quite, and, and obviously Snodgrass is injured for this, so he's out of the competition. Oh, He'd be another one, wouldn't he? He would like just yeah. absolutely kill anyone in that midfield. Scott Brown's passed it, so he doesn't get in anymore. But they say, they seem to have that kind of ilk. Like if you had McTominay, McGinn, and like I don't know Fleck. In the midfield, yeah. that's hard to play against as a free in midfield. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. I bet you fucking Scott McTominay at United wishes he was playing next to McGinn, not that fucking bum Fred. Yeah, McGinn's actually a good player, isn't he? Like going yeah, forward he's and he's solid. So it's it's more around for me. And even like if they say, I'm not sure what formation they play, but their striking options are Ryan Fraser, Ollie McBurney, Shay Adams, um, Lyndon Dykes, who I've never heard of, and Kevin Nisbet, who I've never heard of. Jeez. But so, so if you say they they start Adams and Fraser, that's okay still. It's when you get to the defence and you look at like Tierney and Robertson, how do you get both of them in the same team, first of all? Do you play one right yeah, back? That's wild. Do you play one yeah. further up as like a kind of win back and one of them is like a left-sided centre-back? Yeah, it's fucked that, isn't it? If you said, by the way, there's a there's one of our Arsenal's best players and they're starting left-back, doesn't get into the Scottish team, you'd be like, what? He's going to get in. It's just, I yeah, don't know, I don't know what they do like in terms of playing them both and whether they've both been fit in the qualifiers and how they manage yeah. that. But I don't think I've ever seen Robertson play at right back and I'm not sure I've ever seen Tierney play No, right I back. don't think he can. He's so one-footed. Yeah, they both are, aren't they? But if I had to choose one, I'd probably play Tierney at right back. Yeah, Tierney looks like he could do more bits of right back than Robertson. Yeah, it seems a bit less weird, doesn't it? But then, yeah. I mean, if you look at the rest of the defence, you've got Grant Hanley who I don't, oh. I, you know, yeah, like oh. peak of his career was maybe Norwich, something like that, or like Blackburn or Jesus. whatever. When he, this is where I mean? it starts getting scary, isn't it? And this is where I think they could struggle. So you've got yeah. Stephen O'Donnell, no idea. Jack Hendry, again, no. Scott McKenna, Declan Gallagher, Liam Palmer, Greg Taylor and Andrew Considine. No, now, not ringing any. You've never heard of any of them? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Which I wonder, it would they go three at the back and then they could get Tierney in? Well, I think if yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna struggle anywhere, I think you'd rather struggle at the back like they are. Like rather like it's better that they've got some quality in midfield and up top. I think because you can get away with like a journeyman at the like look at the you know when Leicester won the league with Wes Morgan at the back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not saying that defenders aren't valuable i'm just saying in an international tournament for like a knockout competition you could yeah, probably need to do the bits chuck three of them in there and just kick lumps out of everyone and then just give yeah. it to your creative players like mcginn um and then obviously give it to the foot the wing backs then bombing on and putting dangerous balls into the box shay adams and it an aerial threat isn't he yeah and you could maybe you send one of these boys up on the corner yeah. get a good delivery and then they'll nick he'll nick a header do you know what i mean 
Yeah. So, um, if I was, it shows how much research we haven't put in. But if I was their manager, just thinking, I'd be thinking, we play three-five-two. I can get Robertson yeah. wing back. <laughs> yeah. Play two strikers, and I can squeeze Tierney on the pitch. I've, I've, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe after the show, I'll actually do some research. <laughs> in my head, they're playing like a three-five-two or or five or a five-three-two. However you look at it, with the wing backs and three at the back, right? Then yeah. you got yeah, McSorley again. And then Ryan Fraser off of Shea Adams up top. And then you just hope that Ollie McBurney stays out of a lawsuit. Um, and then you can bring him on like <laughs> as a sub if you need to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To just yeah. nut someone. <laughs> um, okay, just before we wrap up, Twitter's in at SlyFM with what you think of Scotland. Is this the best Scotland team ever? As I'm saying this, I'm actually on the Scottish FA website, which is making me feel a bit ill. Um, and they've got like an archive section. And I can see a picture of Sooness and Dalglish playing together. So I'm not actually sure that this is the best Scottish team ever. But I don't know who was playing alongside Dalglish and Sooness. But in our lifetime, certainly, it feels like it's the yeah. best team since, you know, Ali McCoy up top. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So tweet us in, ask life fam. That's all we've got time for this week. Um, tweet us in with what, where you're going to your restaurants. We're obviously going to put the poll out there for the best England song ever. And let us know what you think of the Euros. Let's come in home. Keep it on the slide. <laughs>